Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. The one, the only Greg Amzinger of MLB Network, native of St. Louis, product of Lindenwood University. And I think he's going to be in town next week for a little event that we've got going on at Lindenwood. How are you doing, Greg? I am going to be. I, I, I'm trying to land a tuxedo. I am the MC of the Homecoming Gala. Um, I'm working on material. I do have one joke about Randy Carricker. I don't know if you're going to be in attendance, but I know everyone will laugh. So that's why I've got you in my little opening act. But yeah, I will be in town on uh, well next Friday, and I look forward to it. That's going to be great. Okay, let's start with the quick demise of the Cardinals. What was your assessment of what happened to them and why? So I always thought, and I didn't say this last week, but when I mean, what a difference a week makes, right? The Cardinals going into the playoffs, the only way they won, they could win the World Series is if they avoided an elimination game. What do I mean by that? Because of, of the attention Albert and Yachty were receiving, an elimination game was going to get overly emotional. You were going to feel the tension because, oh, my gosh, this could be their last at-bat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You can feel it. And even though they got hits in their last at-bats, which was actually epic, by the way, an overlooked side story of that game, uh, that is what they had to avoid. And, and, and there's a way to do it. We've seen teams avoid elimination games to win the World Series. But they had to avoid that. They didn't avoid that. And, and losing game one was the ultimate backbreaker. The ultimate backbreaker. And, and, and the grief Ali Marmel received from losing that game is ridiculous to me. Helsley's your guy. He's your guy. There's one out in the ninth inning. There's no one on base. You can't tell me the game was mismanaged. When your best reliever's on the mound, he already pitched in the eighth. He didn't tell you he couldn't feel his fingers in the eighth. You're, you're two outs away from winning the game. You're two nothing, no one on, one out in the ninth. He did not mismanage that game. I know things went haywire afterwards. Injuries happened. Freaky things happened. He was your guy. Hells is your guy. It just happens. And it was a great year and an unfor- unforgettable year. But the Cardinals had to avoid elimination games, which they didn't do and led to their demise. So, Greg, the season is over for, for the Cardinals and, and for Cardinal fans. What is the most important thing going into next season uh, that they need? Is it a catcher? Is it, is it a center fielder? Is it, is it a second baseman? What do you think their most important piece uh, will be going into next season? I think catching. I think you have to get a, a bona fide, legit catcher. I like Andrew Kisner. I think he's a, a really good guy, uh, a student of the game, and, and pitchers like throwing to him. But you're going to need a legit presence back there. You cannot understate the impact of Yachty or Molina all these years. And, you know, I didn't know this, but Yachty's actually, nationally speaking, more polarizing of a Hall of Fame candidate than I thought. That I just assumed everyone knew how important the role of a catcher is and, and all of the different details that, that he impacted that don't show up in a box score. But again, this is a new age of baseball fan, and they don't necessarily watch as much. They claim to be fans, but really they're fans of their fantasy team, a lot of them. And, right. oh, well, Yachty did a home run tonight. That bothers me. So uh, Yachty's impact on the team is massive. For him not to be there at all and he's done, they're going to have to get a, a bona fide leader and someone who can 
become an offensive force in some way in the bottom third of their batting order. So I think getting a catcher is imperative for the Cardinals. Greg Amsinger, is free agent Wilson Contreras a legitimate leader behind the plate? I do think so. I, I know people uh, roll their eyes at the thought, and, and many of those people are front office executives. He didn't get traded because of his track record. I mean, he can be... I used the word polarizing earlier. He can be a polarizing figure. But my goodness, does he want to win? He really, really wants to win. I want guys like that on my team. And offensively, you know what kind of a player he is. Defensively, he wants to squat. He wants to catch 130 or more games. Uh, to me, it makes so much sense. He, he was asked about the Cardinals, whether or not that would be a destination for him in free agency. And he said, hey, if, if they're interested, I'm interested. I, I think he should be a target for the St. Louis Cardinals. He'd be a great fit. He, he has always admired Yadier Molina for what he did in his career. And I know a former Cub is not normally the way to go, but Wilson Contreras would kind of like to stick it to the Cubs. And that added incentive, I think, could be fun in St. Louis. Hey, Greg, I want to shift gears a little bit and, and talk about some games from last night, specifically the Padres and Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers had the best winning record of all teams in baseball this season. Uh, but I believe that the Padres have a chance to win this series. Am I crazy or not? No, you're not crazy. And, and I was wondering... And I had one question going into the series. If all things are equal and the starting pitching is the same and you enter the bullpen, a battle of the bullpen, who's better? We saw it in game two. You Darvish gave up three runs. Clayton Kershaw gives up three runs. It's now a battle of the bullpens. No one saw this 31-year-old Venezuelan rookie, Robert Suarez, coming mm-hmm. to 101 miles an hour with a nasty sinker. This kid came in and threw two innings. No, no, a couple hits, no runs, outstanding. The difference maker in this series is Josh Hader. He talked about how he's now using his legs more. He was too circular earlier. His first six games with the Padres, he gave up 13 runs. His last 12 games with the Padres, he's given up one run. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. We've never seen Josh Hader do that. Even in his peak performance with the Milwaukee Brewers, his fastball was 93-94, but it's got a lot of Mitch Williams' deception. If you remember the wild thing with the Philadelphia Phillies in 93, he's falling down the mound. His hair is flailing at you. It's hard to pick up his fastball. He crossfires, right? We've never seen him with this uptick in velocity. I know it wasn't exactly a perfect four outs that he got, but if he's doing 100 miles an hour, he's better than what the Dodgers have. They've got a 36-year-old guy with nine career saves. Chris Martin is the closer of the Dodgers. The battle of the bullpens favor the Padres. I think the Padres will knock off the giant Dodgers in this series. So, Padres Braves for the National League pennant? I'm going with the Philadelphia Phillies. I know. I know. (laughs) We We cannot overlook how important game one was in this division series. This is a best of five, folks. This might not go back to Atlanta. I really am concerned as to what we're going to see from Spencer Strider, who ended the season on the IL. This is a rookie pitcher who has thrown more than he's ever thrown. We're expecting this rookie of the year favorite to just be the same ace-like pitcher. Max Reed looked terrible in game one. Kyle Wright is the most important starter for the Atlanta Braves now. Charlie Morton is not getting 
of the ball in one of the first three games. He's pushing 40. They don't have as much confidence as him as they originally had. I personally love the bullpen of the Atlanta Braves, but you cannot utilize a bullpen when you're losing 4-1 to one after six innings. So I really am worried about the Atlanta Braves. Spencer Strider is the key. He's going to have to be great. The, 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 the scene at Citizens Bank in Philadelphia is going to be crazy. And I, I really think with Bryce Harper coming out of his shell, the, the thumb is feeling better. I would love to see them move Kyle Schwarber out of the leadoff spot. He's been terrible there so far this postseason. I don't like an average of 222 in the leadoff spot. I'm not a fan of that. I'd like to see Darren Judge move down one spot for the New York Yankees. Not going to happen. There are smarter people than me. But anyway, I do think the Philadelphia Phillies are becoming the Cinderella of this postseason, and I got them knocking out the Atlanta Braves. See, I, I felt the I felt that they wouldn't go back to Atlanta, but I felt it would be because Atlanta won the series in in Philly, and I felt that way just because of uh, once Atlanta gets to their bullpen, I, I think that Atlanta has the better lineup and they're the better team uh, if they're able to get you know those those Philly starters out of the game. I'm with you, I, and their bullpen. I love their bullpen. I think Rysel Iglesias might be the ultimate weapon of all the teams that that are left in terms of a multiple inning strike thrower. He didn't walk anybody. That was a great acquisition by the Braves. Canley looked great last night. I mean, he was elevating that that cutter, and it was almost unhittable. I'm still worried that the Braves are going to be losing after six innings. So you can have the bullpen, and it's great. The only way I, I say the Padres can beat the Dodgers in the battle of the bullpens is if all things are being equal. The Dodgers starting staff is not what it used to be. Walker Buehler out for the year. You know, Dustin May dealing with injuries. This is not what it used to be. So I think all things will be equal in starting pitching. The Phillies starting staff is the most underrated in the game. Aaron Nola, I don't need to tell Cardinal fans how good Aaron Nola is. He was great. He's going to be great in Philadelphia. I'm just worried about the starting staff of the Braves. And if you're losing after six, all right, good luck with your bullpen. I know the Phillies have a top-step bullpen. I get it, I get it, I get it. The David Robertson injury is massive. He's got a great cape for nine for a guy that doesn't throw high octane. But I do think the Phillies will edge this thing out. It might go back to Atlanta. But the starting pitching I'm now concerned with for the Braves. Hey, Greg, one more thing. The more I watch these playoffs, the more I believe that baseball is going to be dramatically, I mean dramatically different next year, and it's going to be for the better, whether it's reduced velocity, people getting uh, their bat on the ball more. The not having, I, I think one of the underrated parts of not having the shift is infielders having to have their feet on the dirt. I think that's going to make a huge difference, and I think it's for the better. The bigger bases, uh, as you watch, and as, especially after you watch that minor league game with the new rules, do you think it's going to be a completely different game? Completely different game. Completely different game. I go back in time. Remember when Ricky Henderson stole 130 bags? Mm -hmm. He was caught 40 times. He was thrown out 40 times. He was running every time he got a base. He was always running. (laughs) We're going to go back to this. This is what it's going to be like to watch a Major League Baseball game. I mean, if you go back, we, we were showing like epic old games, and we're back in the 60s on MLB Network, or we're showing a Bob Gibson game. Watching Bob Gibson get the ball and throw it, the game was flying. He's throwing strikes. He's striking people out. It was. It, it, there were games that were like an hour and 40 minutes. And this is what it's going to be like to watch a Major League Baseball game. Having the pitch clock in the playoffs, you have no idea how different that's going to be. For relievers, it's going to speed the game up on relievers. Bullpenning is going to go out the window. 
these max effort guys that need to recoup to throw 101 and they take 40 seconds to do it, they're going to be throwing 94. And because they're not a starter, they don't have command. So that 94 is going to sink over the middle of the plate, and that's why it's going to get squared up and barreled. You're going to need starting pitchers who can command the baseball, who can elevate the uh, you know eye level. They can change speeds. That's the guy that's going to survive and thrive. And and Juan Soto, who's had four balls caught in shallow right field, missiles that were caught by second baseman playing shallow right field are going to be weapons again because you can't dramatically shift them. More action on the bases. If you if you square up a baseball against a pitcher, he doesn't get credited for getting you out because the shift won't be there. This is going to be the brand of baseball we fell in love with. People ask me all the time, how does Major League Baseball get fans younger? They need a younger fan base. Well, let me think. I'll go back in time to when I was younger. Why did I fall in love with baseball? Because the Cardinals played great defense in the 80s. They were always running the bases. They scored on a, on a double every time when there was someone <laughs> at first base. Right? It was fun baseball to watch. So let's get baseball back to that style of play, and you'll see youngsters all about putting their cleats on and playing baseball. Nobody wants to be a free agent more than Colton Wong. He, he doesn't want that option picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because the Nolan Gormans of the world aren't going to be able to play second base anymore. You're absolutely right. Right? Mike Moustakis can't play second nope. base anymore. You're going to need someone who actually has – the ability to cover ground. And, and yeah, Max Muncy, you're back to being a DH, I think, buddy. Yep. You're never a plus defender at third base. You're really not that good of a first baseman. Hiding you in a shift, that stuff goes away. It's an ugly <laughs> style of baseball. It's going to be prettier to actually have defenders on the field. I'll end with this. I asked Ozzie Smith, hey, how long do you think it would take you to get to the big leagues nowadays with the way they evaluate talent? And he laughed at me. He goes, Greg, I'm not good enough to make it to the big leagues today. I'm like, what? You're the greatest defensive player yep. in the history of the game. He's like, but who needs a great defensive player when they've got your your teammates standing four feet to your left and right? <laughs> there would be no need for me in the big leagues. So I wouldn't make it in the big leagues anymore. That's a crime. That can't happen. We need a thousand Ozzie Smiths running around. Yeah. That's better baseball and we're going to get it again. Hey Greg, the only other player that I've ever heard said about that uh, he's not that great of a first baseman was Jose Martinez. I mean, that's the unkindest <laughs> cut of all for Max Muncy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jose Martinez. The dude didn't have a position. The kid throwing gloves at him and he didn't like any of it. <laughs> he could the one thing you'll say about Jose Martinez's defense is he could hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, have a great day and a great weekend. You're the best. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care, guys. Okay. See you later. That's our friend Greg Amzinger at MLB Network. <laughs> best thing you can say about his defense is he, he could hit. hit. <laughs>